that you have that long-term goal, which allows you to have a little bit of leeway, and then you have those short-term goals that keeps you pushing towards that long-term goal. Welcome to CrossFit East 10 Over the Bar Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to answer common questions and encourage conversation between coaches, members, and the community. Josh Brock here with head coach Rob Stacy and coach uh, Brett DeBruin of CrossFit East 10. Today we're going to talk about goals and uh, setting goals. So we have short-term and long-term goals. Will you give us uh, what you define as like a long-term goal and a short-term goal and a quick example on those two? Yeah, so what I would consider your long-term goals are anything that would exceed six months up to a year and even potentially two years um, away. And your short-term goals can be anywhere up to that six months or if you're looking specifically to build on that, generally we can talk about four to eight week blocks and then building towards that first six month long-term goal, if you will. Okay. Um, Examples, you know, there can be multiple examples for most general members. for what they want to see in terms of goals and progress, right? There could be strength goals, there could be um, your aerobic ability, capacity goals, there can be gymnastic skill goals, there can be weight loss goals. So there's multiple goals that you could achieve over these periods. Um, but like, we'll just use weight loss or, or, or a weight change goal um, that I'm really familiar with because I lost weight would be, you know, you have your ultimate goal in the end. So let's say if I was losing weight, I weighed 350, right? I had an end range goal. So my final end range goal that I had in mind when I wanted to lose weight was 225 pounds, right? So realistic, that's a long-term goal. So I know that's not happening in six months. That's not realistic, right? So that's a year to two year process that we're looking for. So from there, what I did is I set short-term goals, if you will, or I like to call, I like to call them benchmarks when I was doing it is hitting specific weights or, you know, body fat levels on the way towards that ultimate goal. Right. So from there, it's like, all right, I know I don't 300 still 50 pounds away. It's pretty hard. So I'm like, all right, I just got to make it to 315. If I make the 315, bam, that's check mark one off the list towards that long-term goal. Right. And that could be three months away you hit that, I was like, all right, I just want to get under 300, just get under 300. That's the next check mark, right? That's the next short-term goal, anywhere from eight to 12 weeks. Boom, get under 300, check it off. Like, I want to get to 275. 275 is your next short-term goal, right? And so you just start checking off the marks, trying to get towards those goals. And those would be like your short-term goals that keep you progressing towards that long-term goal. If you get to 350, or if you start there, and you get to 330, that's 20 pounds. That's, that's a, I mean, that's still incredible that you're losing weight, you're making the right choices. But if you still look at that and then look at 225 as your end result, I mean, you're still 100 pounds away. And that can be very disheartening for people and, and keep them not motivated, right? Because you, you're looking too far ahead. Did you, you did weigh 350 yes. at one point. So say you get down to 280. 290 mm-hmm. and then uh, your weight fluctuates a little bit or you look in the mirror and you don't look the way that you want to right or, so you, you have like what would be like a setback like I a guess. plateau like, almost. yeah yeah so how do you break through that? break through the plateau that's a really good question that's the right so that's the hard part that everyone happens with this especially specifically weight loss and or like trying to change your image or, or just your physical appearance so one it's important 
which I didn't do, which is my mistake, is if you're trying to make like a real big transformation like that, take pictures. Take pictures. Pictures don't lie. So taking pictures definitely is going to help with that so you can actually physically see the process, keep you going there, and, and keep you at least mentally motivated. Second, you get to that plateau. Maybe sometimes that means you need a different change, right? So you've gone, so for me, I started lifting, I was doing running and things like that, or attempting running. And that's actually when I started CrossFit. So just a change in my routine um, helped me get past the plateau. Sometimes it is um, nutrition and diet based. So, you know, at first when I was losing weight, I all I did was quantity change, you know, so I was still eating, it wasn't bad food, but I was just, my biggest thing was I had to cut my portions down, so I changed my portions. Once I changed my portions, then I was like, all right, now I'm going to actually focus on cleaning up parts of my diet. So once you start doing that, you can get past plateaus. Once you, so let's say you're even further along and you've done CrossFit and you're doing it five days a week and then you're eating right well sometimes now what worked just to lose weight doesn't work to get to the next level of performance and losing body fat right so then I had to be really aware of carbs I was taking in and, and proteins and and just be in timing my diet more appropriately to narrow it down even more right so you can get past plateaus but it's going to take more consistency than your initial your initial um startup more effort and more effort and it's and the thing is the the biggest thing especially with like weight loss goals and, and this applies to like the strength and the gymnastics and everything consistency is so important through getting your goals and you don't have to be a hundred percent consistent or 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 on point because knowing i mean it's very difficult to do that for people with kids and jobs and stuff like that so i understand when i talk to clients i'm i'm or members, it's it's very difficult to do that. It's not to say it's not possible, and you will get the best results if you are that consistent. But if you're able to maintain, they always say like a 90-10 or 80-20 consistency and, and quality on your diet and nutrition, it allows you to have at least a few lapses here and there, but also not relief, but it allows you to to slip up or like you can you don't feel guilty you're not feeling that guilty pressure of hey it's my kid's birthday i ate a piece of cake on my kid's birthday you'll be all right not like you yeah you'll get back to it and it's not the end of the world because it's a long process and so that's how you can actually look at the long term as a benefit to the short term because in the short term you're like that piece of cake just ruined an entire day of working out or week of working out yeah, but that's okay because over the next two years, eating a piece of cake isn't going to throw <laughs> off your entire plan, right? So it both play big factors in staying motivated. That you have that long-term goal, which allows you to have a little bit of leeway, and then you have those short-term goals that keeps you pushing towards that long-term goal. So they're both very, very important to ha to have and to constantly have in mind because they allow each other to to build off of each other to get through plateaus as well. How do you set a realistic goal? Because, you know, some people come in and they'll set a goal that is, I guess, vague. Like a very <laughs> vague goal. Like, what do I want to do next year? I want to be fitter. Like, right. I want to weigh less. Or I want to eat better. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, I want to weigh this. I want to achieve this score on this workout. Mm -hmm. Like, so how do you set, like, a, a realistic goal that is more, like, to the point... Uh, of what you're trying to do 
Okay, so what I suggest for most people in that aspect is you, you. I generally say you need three to five, um, three to five specific points towards that goal you're trying to reach. Or if you can't get at least three, then maybe that's not an actual goal for you. Um, and and when I say that, I mean like reasons why you want that goal or that specific target. So specificity in that can also be a bad thing as well because somebody can come in and. You know, you might get a lady that's like, I weigh 130 pounds. I want to weigh 115. Why? Why is 115 a number to you? Yeah. What, you know, that could also be a, 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 bad. Bad, a bad problem, too. You should be like, well, maybe I just want to increase my health. I need, there's biomarkers I want better, or there's body fat percentages, something like that. I want to get decreased. So it, it plays both ways. Um, but how do you narrow it down? So if you're just talking most general members, general health, if you're on blood pressure medication, if you're on cholesterol medication, if you are on di you know, diabetic uh, meds, if you're on any of that kind of stuff, a goal that you want should be, I want to be off that medication. It doesn't matter weight. It doesn't matter body fat. It doesn't matter can I run under a mile. Those will all get better as you try and get to the goal of, I, don't I want to be off my medication. That should be the ultimate goal, right? So that's, that's just health in general. This is what we're doing, right? We want to get healthier. So I would be like, I, like, I'll use my father's example, blood pressure medication. He doesn't want to take blood pressure medication. It's genet you know, he genetically dispositioned for it. He doesn't want to take it. That's the goal we're looking for. It doesn't matter if he loses five pounds, 20 pounds, but if he gets off that medication, that means he's healthier, and that's the goal that we're looking for. for sure. So the exercise and things that we do to get there help him get to that goal that he wants. Now, realistic, a month or two? Probably not. My dad will be 60 this year. So, but we set goals like, hey, in six months, you know, with the progress, you might be able to get off or at least a lower dose of that medication. Yeah. And so those are goals that you look at. And then there's these markers, let's say three to five markers towards getting off medication. Hey, now my body fat percentage is going to go down. What's realistic? Oh, let's say let's just focus on one to two percent in a month. Yeah. That's very realistic for most people if they're just trying to, to get healthier. Does it matter what number in the end? No. It, what matters is that they're off their medication and they're healthy. What's another way of looking at it? Um, does weight go down? Yes. Does it matter that he loses 10 pounds? Not if he gets off his medication. Does it matter if he loses 20 or 30? If that helps him get off his medication, 100%. That's, that's just a result of it. So those are, that's a realistic goal, and I think those are goals that help you achieve things that are more meaningful than I want to weigh this or I want to be this much or I want to run this fast. Yeah. So looking at it in a, let's say a more competitive thing, let's say you're looking at weightlifting, there's like numbers. So let's say instead of saying, I want to snatch 250 and I want to clean jerk 330, maybe instead you set the goal, I want to qualify for the American Open uh, next year, right? So realistic, not this year, but next year. That's what I want to do. You don't have to say, I want to snatch this and this. You have qualifying numbers that you have to hit, and there's a process towards that. But your goal is I want to make it to this competition or event. And so everything you do can be small goals or short-term goals leading up to that end goal. So not saying, oh, I might, I, I want to snatch a 220 or 250. You might never hit that. But guess what? If you hit a 240 snatch and your clean jerk need to be 315, you hit a 325 clean jerk, guess what? You still qualified and you made the event that you wanted. Yeah. So instead of feeling disappointed and failure of not hitting the snatch goal, 
you still total to make it to the event that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So there's some give and your end goal, right? So there's give and take. So and doing both is just more, you know, a more positive outcome. But that way you don't get, you know, that lack of motivation or something towards that, that so, end result. So would you say that like an end goal may be something that doesn't necessarily seem specific, like saying like, I want to be fitter and then having small goals in between maybe, like I want to um, clean and jerk in 115 now, I want to do 120 by next month. Mm -hmm. And if you set these little goals, then it would align you to be fitter by next year. Yeah, and you can definitely, that's definitely like the, the short-term goals and going towards there. And to add to that, right, it's about consistency, making sure you're going to the gym when you're supposed to, you're trying to eat better, you're getting the sleep you need. It's just like everything else that probably all these other podcasts have talked about, just For continual sure. consistency with that. Because the more consistent you get, the more the regular it becomes, the more routine it becomes, and it's just easier to get to those goals faster and feel more accomplished. And then uh, the last thing is what do you do after the goal is reached? Because you don't want to, like, reach your goal and then be satisfied and mm -hmm. then just start regressing. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, what do you do after you reach that goal and you're like, I made it? So that's a really good question. Normally, or I shouldn't say normally, um, I will use myself as an example. So you reach a goal that you feel very comfortable with and you're, you're proud of and you're happy with. Um, what I like to do is go back and reevaluate what I could have done better. So I look at things of the three to five, where three to five good things about getting to that goal, three to five bad things about getting to that goal that might have that might have happened. So let's say you're trying to get weightlifting goals, right? So you focus on weightlifting, you're still doing your other, you're CrossFit athlete, you're still doing your other strength and conditioning, your Metcons and everything, but clearly things suffer in that area. Me, gymnastics, it's not that I couldn't do them, but they weren't, I wasn't proficient in it. And I look back, I'm like, I clearly neglected that to make my weightlifting better. So what's a new goal? I'm going to set a new goal, so I want to work on my gymnastics to get my gymnastics better because that was something I neglected to get reach the other goals. So now every time I hit a new – and this is the cool thing about this too. So I did that, and I worked on my gymnastics um, more, and it almost lets you reset mentally because I love new challenges. As crazy as because it drives me – it gives me anxiety. It makes me feel terrible, at, which is – crazy but it makes me push harder for that goal so if I couldn't do 15 chest bar pull-ups that's my new goal when you hit 15 it's like you just you PR'd right it's yeah. the same thing as like hitting a big lift or whatever I mean I PR'd my handstand walk 50 feet I feel just as accomplished as if I PR'd a snatch or a back squat or something it's and then that keeps you motivated to keep pushing and getting better and better and better and better and building that confidence so you can set even other goals on a whole different aspect and that's the cool thing about CrossFit there's so many things you can you can reset on you might hit that goal let's say you hit that goal you want to be top 200 in the region something like that well what might have been your lack running where could you yeah where better? could you have gotten better there's a million things and so running well maybe your mile is only seven and a half minutes maybe you need to work towards a six minute mile that's your new goal right and that's your new facet that you need to work towards is that that ability to to run at a higher pace you know and then 
change that. Once you get better at your running abilities, what do you do? You're maintaining everything else, but then it's like, all right, I'm gonna work on, you know, my overhead strength. And so you can always, that's awesome across it. You always find something else to, to get better at, even if you've achieved that one goal. So there's always going to be something. Uh, there's with CrossFit, there's always going at to least be with CrossFit, there's always something. On. You know, it's it's in my opinion, it's very hard. You can get complacent, but if you get complacent, that means you're just not looking at something else that you can improve on. Because you can always improve on something. Everybody can always get better at something. Your diet can always get better. Your, um, you know, meditation. You know, a lot of times that's a lot. Of people need to just chill, chill, defocus. <laughs> yeah. Just let their minds relax, and that's a huge thing in terms of helping stress levels, which makes your performance better and just your daily life better, which is a, an important thing. All right, comes this time again to our featured member on our podcast, and this week we have Regan. All right, Regan Jordan, how long have you done CrossFit? Uh, I'm going on my fifth year. Nice. So what is your favorite thing about CrossFit? Without a doubt, is definitely competing against myself. I'm pretty hard on myself to begin with, and I enjoy the. Uh, believe it or not, I enjoy the days that I've done really awful at CrossFit, <laughs> yeah. and then I come back and I kill it. And there's no greater feeling than you know rebounding like that. I, I love. I love that. I nice. love it. Yeah, like today we had a had a 500 meter row, 10 bench press uh, for five rounds. So. One of the workouts, it's like a sneaky, you don't realize that that workout's gonna come up and bite you that little couplet. It was my. It was in my wheelhouse, that quad was meant for me. I killed it. Perfect. All right, so what is something you uh, do or value that keeps you going? So what's something that keeps you going in CrossFit? Uh, well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm an older parent. I had my kids when I was uh, much later in life and I'm almost 50 with young kids, and I've got to be. I don't want to be in a wheelchair walking my kids down the aisle. I want to. I want them to still look up to me. Yep, that's a great answer. I like that. That's one of the best answers that we've had as far as uh, reasons behind doing CrossFit. So, what is uh, something that you like to do outside of gym? What's your favorite thing to do outside tennis. of the CrossFit gym? I picked up tennis at the age of 48, and I've never looked back. You were the inspiration. <laughs> you told us you've got to have another sport. You've cannot just rely on CrossFit. Yeah. And somebody dragged me to tennis and I, I can't believe how much I love it. <laughs> well, Regan, uh, it's great to have you. We really enjoy you. Uh, you. you. You bring a lot of value to the gym as far as like encouragement and with the members and uh, you keep a very positive vibe. So we, we enjoy having you around. Appreciate it.